Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We are not to leave this place the same way that we came in. Amen. Amen. Because that's just leaving. That's just leaving stuff on the table, leaving the money on the table. You know, they talk about not leaving money on the table. So we're not leaving anything on the table. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. Well, um, if you notice in the bulletin versus the final outline, <laughs> the main scripture changed slightly. Amen. So if you didn't notice in the bulletin what it was, no big deal. You know what the, main, what the scripture is right now. Amen. Amen. This is backed by God. And this, I, I kind of came to this as I was thinking about buying products, you know, because a lot of us like to buy stuff. <laughs> yeah. I actually, Mr. Keith came to mind when, he, when I started talking about gadgets. But then, you know, we buy major appliances, you know, washers, dryers, refrigerators, and things like that. And they all come with a guarantee or a warranty. All right? And this warranty or this guarantee is like a promise. It's a promise that says that this thing is going to do what we say it's going to do, and it's going to last so long. You know, we buy, we buy a major appliance like a refrigerator, and it says, hey, this thing's going to keep things cold, you know, and it's going to freeze on one side and cold on the other, and it's going to last you a year. And they may even ask you, do you want an extended warranty, you know? When I first thought about this, I was like, you know what, they just, they just build in obsolescence you know when they say do you want an extended warranty they know it's gonna break <laughs> they know this thing is just gonna break something gonna happen that they didn't foresee and it's gonna break because they say to you would you like an extended warranty and that warranty is their promise to you that if something does indeed go wrong you know you can pick up the phone now let me ask you a question though if you were going to buy a refrigerator, a stove, a washer, dryer, brand new computer, and it said that this thing was backed by John Doe, how much confidence do you have in that? I mean, this just backed by no name. You don't know who these people are. You've never heard of them. Are you going to plunk your money down? No. But let it be said that it's backed by Sears. It's backed by Apple. It's backed by, you know, Microsoft. It's backed by Mercedes-Benz, Lexus. Woohoo! We running. Because these folks have recognition for us in that they stand by their promises. They have good quality stuff and they stand by their promises. So that if something goes wrong, and we pull out our warranty or our guarantee, and we head for the phone for customer service, we're looking for some action to go on. And woe to the customer service agent who says, I'm sorry, but we can't replace that item. We start waving that warranty, that guarantee in the air going, look, mm -mm, nope, not talking to you. Please get the supervisor because it's clear you don't understand what I have. I have a promise that if something goes wrong, you won't fix this for me. Amen? So when we buy stuff, we're putting our faith and our trust in that company. We're putting faith and trust in Sears and in Apple and Walmart. Ooh, Lord. Putting faith in Walmart, that they're going to come through for us if something happens. Amen? So the things that are created in the world and backed by the company that produces them, and we have this guarantee, and we're pretty secure in this guarantee, right? If it's stamped with Apple on the back of it, we're pretty sure that Apple is going to come through if that phone all of a sudden stops working. Maybe, because Apple can put you through some stuff before they honor 
Well, did you drop it in water? No. Did you mess with it? I wouldn't know how. You know, so they're going you know, to take you through some things before they honor their promise. Now, Walmart, you just take it to them and go, I don't like it. They go, fine. And, and here, here's your refund. Them's the kind of people I like. You know, I just didn't like it. Okay, here's your money. You want, you know, you want money or you want to go get something else? No, I want money. Okay, I like them kind of people because there's no issue, no problem. Amen? All right. As I said, we are so secure in their promises. We give them our money and more importantly, importantly, our trust and our faith. And what I mean by that, we bring that appliance into our house. And we plug it in. How many of you known appliances to catch fire and burn down a house? But we trusted them and brought it in. Amen? Amen. It has happened. But we, we gave them our money. We gave them our trust. And we put our faith in this appliance that is going to do what they said it was going to do. And it was going to last as long as they said it would last. So if we're going to do that for the world, shouldn't we also be doing it for the Almighty God? Shouldn't we be putting, if not that much trust and faith in him, even more? Because he's given us some promises, amen? Amen. I want to start off tonight with some definitions that that I've been that I've been kind of rolling around with. And I talked a little bit about guarantees, warranties. A guarantee is an assurance of the quality of or the length of use to be expected from a product for sale. They said this thing will last a year. And how many of you know, one year, one day. <laughs> <laughs> or 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 you're not exactly sure how long you've had it and it broke and you call them and go, Oh no, you bought that, you know, thirteen months ago. Sorry, we can't help you. Uh we suggest you go buy another one. It's cheaper to go buy, you know, a new MP three player than than for us to fix that one you have, or a computer or anything like that. So that's our guarantee. Warranty is a written guarantee of the integrity of the product, meaning that when you plug it in, it shouldn't burn your house down. That's the warranty. It should not burn your house down. Or when you plug in that air conditioner, all of a sudden your house is going to cool down. And of the maker's responsibility for the repair or replacement of defective parts. So it says that the maker... So responsibility are, is outlined in the warranty. How many of you, and I, I, I'm going to tell you a story about this. How many of you have had a warranty, something go wrong, you call them and say, we don't cover that? Yeah, my car. I bought an extended warranty for my car, all right? which lasted, you know, it was supposed to be, um, I think it was a five-year extended warranty. It covered everything, but guess what? The top. One of the biggest items on my car, because it's a convertible, and one of the most expensive. And the warranty, extended warranty, that I went out and found didn't cover the top. And I never knew until something went wrong with the top. And I called him and said, I have an extended warranty. I was so excited because I knew, I knew this was going to be a biggie. You know, you know, you get some bills and you just know they're going to be like some of the ones you've never seen before with digits and stuff like that. And I was like, yes, I got it this time. I did the right thing. I planned. Yes, Lord. Hello. My top is broken. Oh, by the way, we don't cover your top. Excuse me. Where is that in the warranty? And they took me in the warranty. In this little tiny writing, it said, we don't cover convertible tops. I was like, okie dokie now. That's when I learned to read small print. 
even if I need a magnifying glass, I'm going to go for the small print because in that small print is something that's going to come back to bite you. Amen? So your warranty is going to tell you the maker's responsibility. And then there's such a thing called a covenant. A covenant is a formal binding agreement according to Webster. However, covenant is much deeper than that for God. Amen? And we should be glad about that. We should be extremely glad about that. The purpose of the covenant is security that the product will function or last per the manufacturer or the service we expected was the service we received. So that's the purpose of, of a warranty, of a... of, of um, what did I call it, a warranty or a guarantee. It provides us a certain level of security that we are going to be able to get what we paid for. And if we don't get what we paid for, we then have a fallback position other than my convertible top. The fallback position was my checkbook and not theirs. Amen? So that... I was not a happy camper when that happened. Anyway, so it'll provide us a sense of security. If we look at Genesis 9:11, or I'm sorry, Genesis 12, 1 through 3, it says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of the country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show you. This is his promise to Abraham. And his purpose is to get Abraham away from his kindred. He says, And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing, and I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So this purpose, the purpose of this, gives Abraham a certain level of security that God is going to bless him that God is going to curse him and that God is going to take him to a place that is just, just for him, all right? So God is saying, here's your security for me telling you, get out of your country and go over here. There are other examples in the word of God. I had so much material, I'd have kept you here three days, so I had to stop somewhere, Amen. Genesis 15, 1 is another one. It says, After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceedingly great reward. This undergirds him with security. Amen? Amen. I mean, do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. So now we've got this security, okay? And this is what he told him. But you and I both know that we still had some issues. Abraham still had some issues out there, you know, even though he had received this particular security. The same thing happens with us, you know? It says that Jesus Christ is our healer, that he healed us. That's our security in the times when things get after our bodies or we get injured or something happens, you know. But we have a security, but sometimes we're not counting on it like we do when we buy an appliance or a gadget. Amen? The other purpose is protection against loss. All right? Refrigerator doesn't work. You're not out any money like moi for the top, but I'll, start, I'll get away from that because I'm obsessing. And that top broke years ago under that warranty. <laughs> and you can still see that it's not, it's kind of like it's still a little sticking point. Uh, yeah, but that's okay. But anyway, it, we have protection against loss. If, if, if it stops working, They'll replace it. Like I said, Walmart, you go, you tell them, I don't like it. They go, here's your money. You're not out anything. They even give you the taxes back. I mean, you know, some of these stores are just amazing. I mean, you don't have to prove anything to them. 
So you've got a certain level of protection for loss. In Genesis 9:11, it says, And I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood. Neither shall there be any more there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. This was God's promise after the flood of Noah. He said, I'm not going to ever do that again. He, you know, and that's why when, you know, it rains and people say, oh, you know, the floods, you know, the Lord is flooding the earth again. I just stand out in the rain and laugh at them because the Bible says, as we see in 11, he says, thus I establish my covenant with you. I promise you never again shall all flesh, not just some, the bad guys, the good guys, you know, spiders, snakes, you know, the stuff we don't like. Uh, shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood. Never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. So when it rains and stuff is floating down the river, don't worry about it. Right? Because we have this protection against loss. Amen? Loss of all life and all, all things. Exodus 23:22 says, But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies and an adversary unto thine adversaries. Your enemies will not be able to take anything from you. You know, and I, I love what, you know, Pastor said, and I think Jay talked about it as well, is, you know, why didn't the devil just throw Christ off the, off the pinnacle when he said, you know, throw yourself down? Because of the word. Because of the word. We have protection against loss because of the word. Okay, so you might lose something, but then the word says that it will be given back to you. Pressed down, shaking together, and running, running over. Will God give back to you through the hands of men? Amen? So, okay, so you lose a little something, but God has promised that he will give you much, much more in return. Numbers 10, 9 says, And if you go to war in your land against the enemy that oppresseth you, then you shall blow an alarm with the trumpets, and ye shall be remembered before the Lord your God, and you shall be saved from your enemies. Again, protection against loss. Because you will be calling on the name of the Lord. You will be it says here to blow a trumpet and you will be remembered before the Lord. Blowing your trumpet is the same thing as lifting up your hands and calling on his name. You've just blown your trumpet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have protection against loss. Also, a guarantee or a warranty in the covenant are binding and legal and can have a penalty if not upheld. They are binding and they are legal. How many of you know taking people to court because folks didn't stand up to what they said they were supposed to do? All right, you built a house. House got a cracked foundation. You know, wasn't supposed to come that way. At least to my knowledge, they don't come that way. So the, the builder won't fix the foundation. So you take him to court. It's binding and it's legal. And it can have a penalty. God's has a penalty. And, I mean, as I was going through this and looking through it, I was like, Lord, wow. I mean, some of these penalties are, like, really, really bad. If we turn to Genesis 9, I think we were already, we were clear there, we were there just a bit ago. If we go into Genesis 9, uh, starting at verse 12. I don't know that I'll read the whole thing, but he says, And God said, This is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. So it's binding. God's covenant is binding, it says, for perpetual generations. 
And then he says, I do set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth, and it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. So God then says that he actually uses the bow to ratify his covenant as well. Now, Leviticus 26, I have a a huge slew of um, verses in there. And I would recommend that you read them all, only from the standpoint that you get the picture that the penalties escalate. The penalties escalate in, for this, in this particular passage of Scripture. If we start in Leviticus 26:14, it says, But if you will not hearken unto me and will not do all these commandments, And if you shall despise my statutes, or if your soul abhor my judgments, so that you will not do all my commandments, but that ye break my covenant, I also will do this unto you. I will even appoint over you terror, consumption, and the burning og, that you shall consume the eyes and cause sorrow of heart, and you shall sow your seed in vain, for your enemies shall eat it. And I will set my face against you, and you shall be slain before your enemies. They that hate you shall reign over you, and you shall flee when none pursueth you. Sound like a penalty to me. He says, but then if you go on, and it says in 18, and if you will not yet for all this hearken unto me. Okay, if this isn't bad enough, and you still won't hearken to me, This is what I'm going to do. I will make your heaven as iron, this is in 19, and your earth as brass. Your strength shall be spent in vain, for your land shall not yield her increase. Neither shall the trees of the land yield their fruit. All right? So we got the first set of penalties. Okay, if you're not going to listen, here's another set of penalties for you. And then if we go down to, um, let's see, Verse 23, it says, And if, you, if ye will not be reformed by me by these things, but will walk contrary unto me, then I will also walk contrary unto you, and will punish you yet seven times for your sins. So, okay, we done heaped some more. <laughs> so the penalties in this particular group of scriptures, they escalate if we don't hearken to the voice of our God. Now, a lot of this, guys, I know you're saying, Ethel, this Old Testament, I don't live under Old Testament. If you ain't listening, that's where you're living. If you will not listen, if you are not going to hearken to the voice of our God, then things are going to happen, and they are going to escalate. Amen? Genesis 2:17 says, Excuse me. Genesis 2:17 says, "But of the tree of the of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that you thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die." There's the penalty. So there's there can be penalties that come along with certain things. You can be penalized. I'll tell you how one how I got penalized with something. I had triple A. And for whatever reason, and I, I, I've kind of gone back through it in my mind, for the past year, my, my AAA goes from July to June. It's on that cycle. And last year, June through July, there seemed like I was getting told a lot. You know, I can't quite figure it out, but I did. I got told a lot. Never knowing, did you all know that there are so many toes in AAA? Okay. Penalty. Penalty. I get, and the guy, but it was nice of the guy to warn me. He said, you know, this is your last one until your, until your AAA renews in July. I went, excuse me? He goes, you, we can't tow you for free anymore until July when your new service starts. I went, oh, Okay. So then I had a flat tire on my brother's Jeep right in that time frame. My car is in the shop from being towed 
because we broke the oil pan. Now I'm in somebody else's car that's got a flat tire and needs to be towed. I was like, hmm. So the guy goes, what do you want to do? I said, put some air in it and I'll drive it. So that's what I did. That's what I did. So there was a penalty involved that if I had another tow, what would happen? So there are penalties if not upheld. Like if you say to Apple, I have breached whatever it is they have on their product, the penalty is, guess what? Your warranty is null and void. If you tell the people you bought your brand new refrigerator from, yeah, I took the back off it and tinkered around with it a little bit to try to get the ice maker to work, guess what they're going to tell you? Your warranty is now null and void. Would you like to pay us for us to fix this? Amen? That's what happens. So, the, so that the penalty is not, can be if the, if the covenant or the guarantee is not upheld. In Second Chronicles 34, verse 25, Daryl, am I like keeping you busy back there? We good? All right. Just want to make sure. Second <laughs> Chronicles 34, 25, because they have forsaken me and have burned incense unto other gods, that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore, my wrath shall be poured out upon this place and shall not be quenched. That's God saying... Here's the penalty for not upholding my covenant, for not upholding what I've asked you to do. But there are benefits. So I ain't going to leave you hanging. There are benefits. Warranties and guarantees and even the covenant are ratified by the manufacturer And in this case, by God. It is ratified by God. And that's where I got backed by God. This is where I got it from. That this thing, everything, is backed by God. All right, so we have this thing, this warranty. It's backed by, like I told you before, if it was backed by John Doe, and you don't know who John Doe is, you're like, um, no, I'm, I'm not trusting in that, so I'm going to move on. Because there are a lot of people making stuff now. No-name people and no-name stuff. But when you're talking about a major purchase, you know, most people, you know, when they go out to buy that 50-inch plasma or 52-inch plasma, they're going to do some work on looking at who, who made this thing. And if they saw my name made by Ethel Waters, they probably going to keep right on walking by that because we don't know nothing else that she has ever made. She's going to come into the market. <laughs> we're not playing with that because we're talking about a major purchase. Amen. So it, it's ratified by the manufacturer, which gives us a certain level of trust. In Genesis 17, starting in verse 10, it says, This is my covenant which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. Every male child among you shall be circumcised. Uh, okay, give me 11, Daryl. And you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you. It's ratified with this. The covenant is ratified. There is something that symbolizes that we are in covenant. We are in agreement. We have come together. The guarantee is that I will not mess with this refrigerator when it goes on the blink. I'm going to call you. And I ratified that by not messing with the refrigerator. I didn't bother it. Because that's the first thing they want to ask you. Did you do anything to it? No, I plugged it in. And that I'm allowed to do. Amen? And like I said, with the computer, did you do anything? No. I didn't go into the back. I wouldn't know how to go into the back. Except me, sometimes I did go into the back of mine. But that's okay. (laughs) I did go in the back of mine. But anyway, and after I went into the back the first time, that was it. Because they then said, would you like to buy a new one? Would you like to talk to the salespeople? Because you need a new one now. Amen? So anyway, that was what ratified the covenant. 
Exodus 24, 6 through 8 says, oh, let me find my place here. And Moses took half the blood and put it in basins and half the blood he sprinkled on the altar. Verse 7. Then he took the book of the covenant and read in the hearing of the people. And they said, all that the Lord has said, we will do and be obedient. Verse 8. And Moses took the blood, sprinkled it on the people and said, this is the blood of the covenant, which the Lord has made with you according to all these words. This ratified the covenant. So there's an action that ratifies the covenant. Deuteronomy 7, 9. And this is where the verse switched at the top of the teaching. <laughs> Therefore, know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. Backed by God. It's backed by God. He says, therefore, know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant. It's backed by God. His covenants are backed by him. His his promises are backed by him. The benefits are also that builds a relationship between the maker and, service provider and you all right it builds a relationship when you purchase a product and they're good about their warranty or they're good about their uh, agreements they're good about service a relationship is between you like there are some people that won't buy anything but an apple product hush pastor <laughs> won't buy anything but Apple. Won't buy any. My mother won't buy anything but Sears. If you try to talk to my mother about anything but, I think it's Kenmore is their brand. Mama, you know, I have said to my mother, but look, this one looks nicer. You know, like it, it looks pretty. It comes in a different color or whatever, but it doesn't say Kenmore. She go, oh no. What it, where's the Kenmore's? Where's the Sears brand? You know, and there's some people who won't buy anything but a GE appliance. They have relationship with those appliances. They had a GE refrigerator. Their mama had a GE refrigerator. And it lasted. It just finally broke yesterday. Now, that doesn't happen often, but it finally broke yesterday. So what do they do? They go out and they buy a GE. You can't even talk to them about some of these, um, what's the other, the newest one? I mean, they got some pretty stuff. Uh, Samsung. Samsung's got some pretty appliances. You see these new kitchens on those, um, on those home shows? Those are Samsung appliances. Child, you couldn't get a Samsung in my mother's house if you gave it to her. If you gave it to her. It better say Kenmore. And some people have relationships. Okay, she's going to hear that, but that's okay. Um, Some people have, they've built these relationships over time. And that's what happens with, um, with, that's one of the benefits of warranties and guarantees and the covenant. It builds a relationship between us and God. Amen? And that's what we want. We want this relationship. Leviticus 26:12 says, "I will walk among you and be your God, and ye shall, you shall be my people." That's relationship. He walked with Adam and Eve. He met them in the garden. He had relationship with them. And that's what his covenants and his promises build. It builds in relationship with him. When you go to him and put him in remembrance of his promise and you talk with him and you go, Lord God, where is this a breakdown? I know it's on my part, so help me understand where I'm breaking down. Because God is not a man that he shall lie. And he has never failed, and he's not going to start with you. You know, we like to think that. We're so proud and everything. is like, oh, I'm going to be God's first failure. No, you're not. At least not on his end. Because he says, I will walk among you and be your God, and you shall be my people. So he's saying, I want to be in relationship with you. Everything God has ever done has been about us 
getting us into relationship with him. He sent his only begotten son. It says the word became flesh and dwelled among us. He put a flesh suit on his only begotten son so that we would have an example of how it is that we are to be in relationship with God on this earth, in these circumstances, with these times, with these people, with these children, with these spouses, with these employers, with everything. Jesus came to show us this is how you're in relationship with the Father. And that's how you will be able to take care of all of these things. Amen? It provides you with guidance what to do if there's a problem. What to do if there's a problem. Isaiah 28:23 says, Give ear and hear my voice. Listen and hear my speech. 24? does the plowman keep plowing all day to sow does he keep turning his soil and breaking the clods if we go through all that pull up 29 for me daryl 29 says this also comes from the lord of hosts who is wonderful in counsel and excellent in guidance He is wonderful in counsel. He provides you guidance and counsel of what to do if there is a problem. You know, when that refrigerator breaks or that stove breaks, you absolutely know what to do. You don't sit there and go, hmm, what should I do? Oh, let me think about that. No, you go running for the warranty. You go running for the piece of paper so that you know what to do. The same thing is we need to go running to God for his counsel and his guidance because he will provide that for us. Amen? Amen. And you don't have to turn to this one, but Matthew 2.13 is a story of when the angel appears to Joseph and tells him, get out of there. Get out of there. They seek the Christ child to kill him. He's gotten guidance, guidance from God. There's a problem. This this crazy king wants to kill the, the Christ child, the Messiah. He wants to harm him. You've got to go. There's a problem. Get up and go. And Joseph gets up, and he takes the young child and his mother, and they go. Amen? John 14:26. See, yeah, I told you I was going to get to the New Testament, didn't I? See, I got Matthew, now I'm in John. See, I got there. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you. And let me go right here. Whom the Father will send in my name. The Father providing guidance in the form of the Holy Spirit. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. He will teach you, you know, we like the word all, all things, and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Amen? So he will, in fact, provide guidance to you through his Holy Spirit. Amen? Peace. That if something does go wrong, it will be corrected and you will not lose. There should come a certain peace. Oh, yeah, this is going wrong. But I'm not going to lose. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. So... Like I said, when the stuff breaks, we're not supposed to be troubled and we're not supposed to be afraid because our God has given us as a benefit of our covenant with him, our relationship with him, peace. A peace that the world will not understand. They will not understand. They'll ask you, why aren't you going bananas because xyz is going on in your life because you know that that, that's what they're doing they're going bananas and they're taking it out on anybody and everybody that is coming by their path but yet still you're not doing that 
you know, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick on Mr. Keith on this one, when um, they didn't have any heat. <laughs> they didn't have any heat in their house, you know. And you talk to Vanessa, and it was like, how are y'all making out? And Vanessa would look at you and go, fine, you know. And they heating water, sleeping under lots and lots of blankets and everything. And, you know, but what's going on is their hearts are not troubled and they're not afraid. They're not afraid because they have the peace of God, because they know the benefit of being in covenant and relationship with him. Amen. See, nothing is sacred. I know that's why people don't talk to me a lot, but. I find these things out anyway. The parts. There are parts to a warranty, to a guarantee, to a covenant. There are commands. Don't tinker with the back. Amen? Don't tinker with the back. Don't take the back off and stick a screwdriver in it. Don't do that. That's a command. Don't do that. Amen? (laughs) But how many people you know get in there and try to be Mr. Fix-It and all this other stuff, and then when the customer service people come on and say, did you do that? They go, no. Mm, Bad. Bad. The Holy Spirit sent me back to a store once because I acted like I didn't hear that question. When they said, well, did you use it? No, they asked me, did you put food through it? It was this food thing. And they said, did you put the food through that? And I acted like I didn't hear them. And I never answered. (laughs) And I walked out the store and I heard, you need to go back there. I said, but, you know, you need to go back there. So I went back. And I said, the lady asked me, did I put food through the grinder? I never answered her. And the answer is, yes, I did. And she goes, oh, that's okay. These were broken. I was like, you put me through all that and the darn thing was broken? What's up with that, you know? So, <laughs> so the commands, there are commands. What you are to do as well as what you are not to do. What you're not to do. Because there are a lot of things we are not to do. Exodus 15:26 says, And said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, Give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. The first part of that are the commands. The second part of that are the promises. Those are promises. And in Leviticus 26, 14, 16, it says that... Okay, but if you do not obey me and do not observe all my commandments, 15, and if you despise my statutes or if your soul abhors my judgments so that you do not perform all my commandments but break my covenant, 16, I also will do this to you. We talked about this before. Okay, so, there's, so we have commands that go along with these warranties with these guarantees and the covenant. And, and, you know, a lot of people go, you know, they're upset about commands, you know, in the Bible. I'm telling you, stuff isn't a suggestion with God. He doesn't suggest that you love your neighbor as yourself or love your God, thy God, with all your heart, with all your mind, with all. That is not a suggestion. That's a commandment. It's a command of things that you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do. Amen? So let's not get all hung up and go, I ain't got no commands. Uh, You know, he's a loving God. Yep, he is. But he has commands that he wants us to follow and to keep. And with those commands, there are promises. The fulfillment if the commands are kept. And you can go through, I just listed some here. I found oodles. I kid you not. I found so many of them. 
And I just listed a few of them here for you of the promises that God has said he will give to us if we would just follow his commands. Amen. And the one that I that I really want to share with you is in uh, John. I want to take the ones that are in John 15:7. It says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. There's a command and then a fulfillment, a promise of the command. You have not chosen me. You know, for all of you who think, yeah, I chose to follow God. It was my decision. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. The command is there and therefore, the promise is there. Amen? And that's the great part, is that not, and God is, is honest. That's what, you know, and you, you got to kind of love it, is that he'll tell you, here's the command, here's the promise. Here's the command, here's the curse. You choose. It's up to you. He does not hide anything from us. That's the amazing thing about it. He's telling you, if you do this, you ask anything in my name, here you go. You got it. And we need to take that and put as much faith and trust in that as we do in the Apple product, the Sears product, the Walmart product, you trust that enough to bring it into your home and plug it into an outlet knowing absolutely nothing about that appliance other than the fact that it's stamped with Sears on it or that you got it from Walmart. You have no clue what that thing is going to do. How many of you have plugged something in and all of a sudden all your circuits went? Was that supposed to happen? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But you trusted this thing. You poured it in there. And when your circuits blew, you were madder than a wet cat. And you couldn't get on the phone fast enough. Good thing you had a cell, and, you know. I mean, and you are hopping mad, and it's in the middle of the night maybe, and you're like, somebody better be there. Somebody better be there because this is only going to get worse tomorrow. This is only going to get worse tomorrow. And when they tell you our hours are from 8 to 5 Pacific Standard Time, now you're really into it. Amen. (laughs) But we have this kind of faith and trust in this, and we need to have that same type of faith and trust to understand that these things are backed by God, the almighty God, the one who has been and forever will be, who has been in your past, is in your present and in your future. Amen. He just spans all kinds of time. He was there yesterday. He was there yesterday when you were there. He knew what your future was going to be, but he tried to help you with some things so to get you through that day. Amen. Amen. Backed by God. This is backed by God. God makes promises in his covenants, but they are not like the promises made by Sears, Apple, Walmart, or any other. Because his promises are backed by himself. And if you would go, if you would turn to Hebrews 6 with me, you'll see this. Hebrews 6, starting in verse 13, it says, For when God made a promise to Abraham... Because he could swear by, oops, I lost my place, sorry, swear by no greater, he swore by himself. Saying, surely, blessing, I will bless you, and multiply, I will multiply you. He didn't have anything greater. There's nothing greater than God. The word of God says this. Now, you need to believe that he is who he says he is and all of this stuff. But it says right here, for when God made a promise 
to Abraham because he could swear by no one greater. He swore by himself. God has made promises to each and every one of us. He has promised that Jesus Christ bore our sicknesses, our diseases on the cross. He swore by himself that that would happen. We need to put some faith and trust in that. Amen? He swore, I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging bread. He swore by that. Amen? He swore that you would have eternal life, abundant eternal life, abundant Zoe life here on earth. We need to know that that promise is backed by God. And we need to say, why don't I have it? Why don't I have it, Lord? That's the question I've been asking myself. Why don't I have it, Lord? You promised it to me. It's backed by you. So it's on my end. And where am I missing it? Help me, Holy Spirit. Guide me, Holy Spirit, into that area. And the word of his power, Hebrews 1, 3 says, Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins and sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself, he don't need no help from you and me, purged our sins. Amen? Amen. So we know that his word and the word of his power, because his promises are backed by that. What greater guarantee can you or I have? It says he swore by himself because he couldn't find anything greater. We have no greater guarantee than God himself that his promises are yea and amen. 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 Let's stand up. Father God, we just thank you. We thank you for your promises and that they are yea and amen. That your promises are backed by you. And that means that all the power of heaven all the power of heaven, O oh Father, is at our disposal. Oh, we just thank you, Father, that all the promises that you have given to us shall be and will be fulfilled. That we, O oh Father God, are going to be a people who keep your statutes, who keep your commandments, who understand what you are asking us to do. That, O oh Father... You are an awesome God. You are a mighty God. You are the everlasting God. You are here today. You were there yesterday, and you will be tomorrow. And, Father God, we place our trust and our faith in you who created everything. And by you, there was nothing, nothing, Father God. There was nothing that was not made. We look to you always, Father. As we go from this place tonight, we thank you that we will indeed have safe passage and that, Father, we will meditate on your word day and night and allow it to do what you have proclaimed that it to do, and it shall not return to you void. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen.